This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. All right, you guys. So there's a lot. There's a lot that we could talk about in the show. And we have to do another show this week. So I think maybe that would be our maybe our free agent preview show because I didn't want to talk about quarterbacks all show either. But here we are. And a couple things have happened now. The first thing is that, okay, so we have we know Trey is gonna be there. We'll find out about Purdy hopefully Friday when we can expect him. But some things have come out this week before we get into the, the Lamar talk, which we we have to do because it's out there. Mike Silver and a couple other people have brought up some quarterbacks who the Niners might be interested in bringing in, which it sounds like if Purdy's going to be out for a while, because I don't think any of these guys are coming in as a number three. And the names we heard were Matt Ryan, if he's released, Jacoby Brissett, Andy Dalton, Baker Mayfield, and am I missing somebody? I might be. Might be one other one. But those were the four. Hmm. Oh, um, it was Mason Rudolph was the other one. Oh, that's right. The five names. So hearing those names to me, I know the Niners really liked Andy Dalton in, in 2021. They were upset when he went to, was it the Bears at the time he went to? They Because mm-hmm. they 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 had a lot of interest in him then. I like Jacoby Brissett. I think Jacoby Brissett is a top backup in the league. I don't want him starting for me, but I, I think he's a top backup if Purdy's out for a while and they want to roll a train and bring Brissett in. Matt Ryan, I think, is done, but I get it because he did with Kyle. Mason Rudolph, I want no part of. And Baker, I don't, he's a fine backup. I think he could be a top end backup too, but. I feel like there could be more baggage with him. So out of those five percent would be the guy I would really like. Did any of those names stick out to you guys? And what would you think on that? Well, I think uh, so. You're not going to like this, but I think familiarity means a lot to Kyle. So I think that's one of the things when, when, when Butcher Boy was on with us, I think that's one of the things that I could have answered in terms of uh, what Kyle looks for is, is the familiarity with the system and, and the ability to run that system. And, that's why Josh Johnson had a roster spot, right? Because he had familiarity with the system and nobody expected him to play. And we saw how that all went down, but I think that's big in Kyle's mind, especially with a scenario like this, where you are literally a placeholder. There is no future for this, this quarterback, whoever he brings in It mm-hmm. is Brock Purdy's job, I think first. And if Trey absolutely lights it up, then, then he'll have a shot too. But I think that to insulate themselves, uh, they will, bring in a guy like Matt Ryan. I think it's Matt Ryan because he knows the system. I know people won't like hearing that. And I know people that's not a name that people want on <laughs> in terms of a, a championship caliber quarterback, but 
when you have a quarterback who is going to be the backup, you want that guy to be able to have to be able to go with as little reps as possible, right? And you because they don't get the bulk of the reps during the week. The the first obviously the first the, the QB one does. So that being said, if a guy knows the playbook already, you put him at you put him at QB two because then he doesn't need those those reps. You come in right away, plug and play. And to me, that guy's Matt Ryan. I, I I don't necessarily like that, but out of the pool that you just mentioned, to me, that makes the most sense. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, I think Jacoby Brissett, to be perfectly honest, based on his play in Cleveland this year, I think he's going to be a QB1 somewhere. Um, I would imagine one of the places that is going to a rookie quarterback high. So you're talking Carolina. Um, I don't think it'll be Indianapolis because he's already been there. Uh, but mm. Carolina, uh, possibly Houston. Um, you know, I think I think a, a reunion with Reich in Carolina makes the most sense for Brissett. And so I, I don't, to be perfectly honest, I don't even consider him because I think he's looking for a place to to play as a bridge. And that's not San Francisco. And so Zane, I, I, I agree. I mean, Joe's not wrong. I mean, Matt Ryan's done. He's done, done, right? Um, but that's not, they're not looking for somebody to come in and play. Okay? I think they're looking for somebody to come in and just be available if for whatever reason, again, right? Because they have to. He's gone down twice now, right? He's missed time each season that he's been in the NFL. And are those are those injuries his fault? Absolutely not. Right. One is a broken finger hit on a helmet. The other is a a knee sprain again, because he's being used a bit as a, as a battering ram. The, the Lamar Jackson conversation is interesting to me in so much as you're talking about a 26 year old quarterback who has won an MVP is I believe 46 and 19 as a starter in the NFL. And is one of the better athletes to ever play the position. And Kyle Shanahan has already said up to the 2021 draft when they knew that they were taking a quarterback. What are you looking for in a quarterback? As we talked about with Joe, maybe he doesn't know. But one of the things he said is you want a guy who can process and be accurate like Breeze and run like Lamar, right? Well, now you got the you've got Lamar available to you, but Lamar is looking for a Deshaun Watson deal, and that's where it gets a little a little dicey to me. Um, I tweeted this out earlier, and I think it's interesting, and I think it speaks a lot to. Uh, I think there's a question that is starting to uh, that isn't talked about a lot in the NFL. It's almost like a money ball question to me, and it's can you win a Super Bowl? with a highly paid quarterback and thus far the answer is largely no if you look at the uh, Super Bowl winning quarterbacks I went all the way back to 2009 okay 
and the percentage of cap that their contract took up for their team that season. Starting in 2009, Drew Brees was 8.7%. In 2010, Rodgers, uh, it's actually, that was a randomly an uncapped year, but he only made $6.5 million. That would be 5.2% if you go by the previous year's cap. In 2011, Eli, 11.7. Mm-hmm. 12, Flacco, 6.6. 13, Russ, half a percent. Uh, 2014, Brady, 10.6. 15, Peyton, 11.7. 16, Brady, 8.6. 17, Foles, 9 tenths of a percent. Carson Wentz, 3.4%. Combined, 4.3% for the two. 2018, Brady, 12.2. 19, Mahomes, 2.4. 20, Brady, 12.2. Stafford, or 21, Stafford, 7.4. And then 2022, Mahomes at 17.2%. Patrick Mahomes is the only quarterback modern NFL to win a Super Bowl taking up more than 12.2% of the cap for his team season that year. It's it goes to show just how football is such a team sport that if you're if you're investing your capital in one position even if it's the most important position on the field you're likely not building a team good enough to win a Super Bowl. If the 49ers, for whatever reason, decide, hey, let's go after Lamar Jackson, he wants a Deshaun contract. And it's the full guarant- the fully guaranteed contract that is making owners balk and certainly seems like owners are starting to soft collude a little bit to make sure that that doesn't happen. Yeah. But he's still looking... I mean... Look at the contract that Daniel Jones just signed today. Daniel Jones signed a contract with the Giants, four years, $160 million. Now, is he going to get 160? He's not, right? But he still signed that contract. So he signed a contract worth $40 million a year. He was the 20th ranked quarterback by DVOA last season. The quarterback market is outrageous. And my question is, much like much like your beloved A's, Zane, is there a market inefficiency that a team can exploit in which they do not sign a quarterback to a second contract or at the very least sign a quarterback to a contract worth more than 15% of the cap? Because it certainly seems to me that if you sign for one above that, unless they're Patrick Mahomes level generational, mm-hmm. you're not winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think to add to add a little bit of context to that, the, the reason why I, that they can't teams don't win Super Bowls when they have a quarterback taking up that much of the cap is because it limits your and restricts your ability to address other areas on your team. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. It affects your depth. It affects the quality of the, the external players, external to the quarterback. It affects everything. So when you pay one guy that much, it's going to have a trickle-down effect on the rest of your team. So I think one answer, Brian, to, to your question is that you have to be able to draft and develop quarterbacks on their rookie contract before they get even that fifth-year option, right? So before they get into the fifth-year option, draft well and develop them and win something on their rookie contract, which is why they botched this Trey Lance situation so bad because we're entering year three 
of his rookie contract. And yes. that scares the hell out of me because you mm-hmm. still don't know what you have in him yet. And you're still kind of spinning your wheels with a championship roster. And I'm not saying that he was the wrong pick. All I'm saying is that this, he is a victim of circumstances, right? And right now, if we look at the Lamar situation, I think, by the way, I think that's absurd that he's not, he's not getting interest around the league, like from a team like Atlanta, for example, right? Who should right. be pounding the table for, for a guy like Lamar Jackson, he's, who in my opinion is a generational talent. Yeah, he's a yeah. perfect fit there. And he is a generational talent. He's a phenomenal player. And the, the lack of interest around the league is shocking to me because the Cleveland Browns were idiots and they gave Deshaun Watson a fully guaranteed contract for being a sexual predator, right? So they, they, they messed up the market, right? Yeah. I think that if you, if you get a quarterback on the upswing, on, the, on his rookie deal, you win early, it doesn't matter what happens after that, right? You can, you can sign him to a second deal, you got your ring, right? And if he's a generational quarterback like Mahomes is, you may get a couple. But I think, Al, like we, we talked about this before the show as well. You brought up a point in the tweet that you sent out earlier today that w- why are teams paying for mid-level quarterbacks like Daniel Jones money yeah. for like, you know, or like elite money for like a Daniel Jones or a Kirk Cousins or, or Derek say, Carr. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Derek Carr, right? Why are they doing this? And my, I guess my answer to that, because I'm just answering questions, everybody's questions right now. Right? <laughs> like, my answer to that is they have no choice. But to do that, because that is that is the going rate for quarterbacks to maintain the status quo, because there's only a finite number of even capable quarterbacks in the NFL. They have a capable quarterback, so they hold on to that for dear life. Problem is, is that they're messing up the market for everybody else and they're messing everything else. 